Good morning. Today has been an amazing Confirmation Sunday. It's one of my favorite of the whole year. Um, and I am so glad to be able to share the message with y'all today. Let's start with a moment of prayer. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you have for us today. Amen. Our scripture today is from the book of Luke, chapter 5, verses 4 through 7 and 10 and 11. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that the nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and they followed him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our scripture today is an iconic one. This story is one that we've probably heard before, probably a few times. Um, it's known as the calling of the first disciples or the miraculous catch of fish. And I was drawn to it because, I'm going to make a corny joke, y'all ready? <laughs> because nothing says confirmation like fish, right? Yeah? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, there, there was a method to this. <laughs> Um, today is all about us celebrating with our confirmands as they step out in faith to confirm what they believe and join the church. And they are like these first disciples who heard Jesus' call to follow and followed. And really, we are like those first disciples being called by Jesus to follow as well. But before I get too far into this passage, um, I want us to get our bearings for a second and where we are in the book of Luke and do some of the, the biblical interpretation that we taught the confirmands and confirmation class this year. We spent all of fall semester dealing with how to read and interpret the Bible well, meaning we need to understand who wrote the Bible, who the authors were, um, where they found themselves when they were writing it, who they were writing it to, um, what the climate, the social, political, economic, and geographic climate of the day was. And by understanding some of this background and context, when we're reading, it helps us understand better, and it helps us see the meaning and the inspiration in the words. So to help us get some of the background, let's rewind a bit and see what happened right before this story. So right before this in Luke is the beginning of Jesus's ministry. Right before this, Jesus had just finished reading from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah in the synagogue. This was a big moment to kick off his ministry. He's also been busy up until this point healing people and casting out demons. So understandably, the word about Jesus is starting to spread. It's getting out about 
the amazing things that this teacher is doing and saying. So crowds are starting to follow Jesus. People want to know more about him. They want to hear him speak for themselves, and they want to experience some of the miraculous things that he's been doing. They want to be healed by him. So Jesus heads to the lake, um, crowd in tow, following right along behind him, wanting to hear more from him. And the crowds, these large crowds, are starting to press in because they want to hear more. So Jesus seeks a place where he can safely speak and they can all hear without incident. So now as it turns out, along the lake shore, close to Capernaum, where Jesus was, there's a sequence of steep inlets all along the shoreline with each inlet forming a sort of natural amphitheater. So Jesus knows that if he can get in a boat and push out from the shore just a little bit, he'll be able to safely and much more easily speak, and everyone will be able to hear him. So as he walks along the lakeshore, he sees some fishermen in a boat, and he goes up to them. They are busy cleaning their nets and putting away their gear after being on the water all night fishing. These are fishermen. They spend their nights, long, long nights, and early, early mornings on the lake because that's the best time to catch fish. Well, this long night for these fishermen was not so fruitful. And they were packing up their gear and preparing to go home. Jesus sees them, and he calls out to one of them. He says, Simon, take me out. Take me out on your boat so that I can speak to the crowd. And Simon says yes. So this is where we pick up the story today. Jesus and some tired fishermen in a boat a little ways off the lake shore, where a large crowd listens to the master speaking. So as I talk about this passage some more, I want to show you a piece of art by John August Swanson, um, an amazing artist that, that I love, um, who has immortalized this, this story in, in art. Um, this Lenten season, at our weekly youth group meetings, we've been looking at a lot of John August Swanson's art, as well as other pieces from, from other times in history and other areas of the world. As we study scripture, we also study the art. Um, I love doing this. I love studying a piece of art based on scripture because I'm very visual. I'm a visual learner. So looking at something that depicts scripture helps me find a way to see myself in the, in the story and also to see the story come to life in a different way. And seeing different perspectives of artists interpreting the passage is enlightening to see where they came from, how they see the world. And it can show us how we see ourselves in the story and in some cases how we might impose our views into the story. So here is the piece by John August Swanson called Fisherman, Let Out Your Nets. It's also printed in your, the insert, the confirmation insert in your bulletin. This piece we're looking at today um, was finished in 2021 and was one of the last pieces that John August Swanson did before his passing. The artist, as you might can tell by looking at it, came from a very vibrant Latin American heritage on his mother's side and Swedish culture on his father's. Because of his upbringing, he said that his parents' cultures helped him value storytelling 
and that that is something that you can see throughout his work. So as we dig deeper into this story from Luke, I, I tell you to freely look at this piece, study it. It'll be on the screen and in your bulletin. I want you to, to look and see if the story comes alive in a new way. I want you to look and see things that you might not have seen before. So let's pick back up where we left Jesus and Simon and the other fishermen in the boat. After he's finished teaching, Jesus looks over to Simon and says, go out a little further. Put out into the deep water and let down your net for a catch. I don't know what Jesus' thought processes were here or what Simon's thought process was, but I know if I was Simon, I would be a little bit hesitant when responding to Jesus. Remember what we learned earlier. Simon had already done this. He had been on the, on the lake all night. They'd done the fishing thing, and they really didn't have much to show for it. So even though he had just experienced firsthand this teacher who was well-respected, who he'd heard, had done some miracles before, even though he was right there in the boat with him while he taught to this huge crowd, Simon's physical reality made him answer a quick, no, master, no, Jesus, remember, we just did that all night, and we have nothing to show for it, except some blisters on our hands and the smell of the lake on us and a tiredness deep in our bones. When Jesus climbs into the boat with Simon that day, he steps into his workplace, into his life, and he says, I want you to come with me and just like Simon, we can try and run from it and throw out all the excuses we want, but that doesn't change the fact that Jesus is calling. I had a similar experience to Simon a couple of months ago. I was not fishing, though. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but my friend Meredith called me one day and said that she felt called to go to Cuba on the mission trip next week. And she said, Rebecca, come with me. You want to go? She said... I feel like we can do some good, and I feel like we should go. And usually my response is like a, yes, let me get my keys, that sounds great. But this time, I just came up with a bunch of excuses. My first thought was, I can't. I'm tired. I have to work. Like, that's the week after Easter. Don't you know how busy it gets in youth ministry after Easter? Also, I have a family. Should have probably been at the front of the list, but like, don't tell them. Um, also, like, trips cost money. And after giving a lot of reasons why I couldn't, I stopped for a second and I actually thought about it. I thought about why we're going to Cuba and what God's doing there and what God could do through us. And I prayed and then I realized that all the things that I thought were keeping me from going weren't actually deal breakers in the situation and that we could make it work. Yes, I'm busy, and a whirlwind youth ministry summer is approaching, and I have a family, and there's never enough money to do all the things. But, and I'm tired because the last few years have been wild, but I think that's not a reason that I shouldn't go. But it could be the very reason that I need to go. Simon also takes a moment and ends up agreeing to follow Jesus. They take the boat out further. They find a deeper water, and they let out their nets for a catch. 
I mean, what would it cost him? At worst, another possible disappointment and another few hours away from his bed. That's not going to kill him. Instead, Simon and his companions, the other fishermen in the boat, get to experience Jesus doing something totally out of their expectations. They caught fish. They caught a bunch of fish. So much that their nets were breaking. They were bursting because they were so full of fish. It's so many fish and the nets were breaking so much that they have to call to the shore to their friends to bring another boat out to help them with this insanely large haul. And that boat and the first boat almost sink because of all the fish. I have to say that fishing's not my thing. Um, Probably not shocking to (laughs) y'all. But it is my 14-year-old nephew's thing. Um, My nephew, Ben, lives in North Georgia, and he spends a lot of his free time on the lake fishing. Um, He's actually a competitive bass fisherman. He is on his high school's um, fishing team. Did y'all know that's a thing? It's a thing. (laughs) Um, When I was prepping for this sermon on Thursday, I got this text out of the blue from him. He's at a fishing tournament, and he caught his biggest catch yet. This is Ben Wilson. Look at that big old fish! (laughs) He sent to our family group text message, caught my biggest fish yet, and we are so proud of him. And I said, can I please show that in worship? I am preaching on this miraculous catch. (laughs) Like, thank you, God. He caught this thing that's almost five pounds, right? That's a big one. So he gets this. He gets this being on the lake and just wanting to catch a boat full of fish. So think about what Simon and his fishing companions are experiencing once they went a little deeper with their nets. Think of nets full of big old monster fish like those one that, the one, that one that Ben's holding up. The kind of experience like this, that Simon and those fishermen in that boat experience, it's life-changing. Not because their dinner table is going to be full that night, and not because it's a booming business opportunity, but because Simon was able to experience the power of Jesus firsthand. He was utterly amazed at having a first-hand encounter with the one whom he now is sure is the Lord. Simon falls down, a humbled man, and he cries out to Jesus, utterly astonished, to which Jesus responds, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. You'll be fishers of people. And that's exactly what they did. This wasn't just a blip on Simon's or the other fishermen's timeline. It wasn't just a fun story for them to share at parties. It was an experience that changed who they were at their core. How they walked around the world changed. How they lived changed. We know this because once they get back to the lakeshore, they're different. This wasn't small. They heard Jesus. They heard his call. And for them, that meant to follow Jesus by leaving everything and following behind him. Now, what do you see when you look at this art in front of you? What do you see in this passage of scripture? What do you hear when you hear Jesus' words? Do you see the power of God moving through Jesus? 
Do you see Jesus providing for Simon when he least expects it? Do you see the whirlwind of beauty and the magic of this miraculous great catch? Do you see in this art the movement of the Holy Spirit that's working in such a big way that everyone involved is changed? Do you see that the people in the boat struggling with the great catch, they aren't alone. Jesus didn't call them out to the deep waters all by themselves. Alleluia. There's help. Jesus is with them. He's guiding the boat. And Simon isn't alone in the boat. He has others there working with him, struggling alongside him. And look, there's help coming on the horizon to help shoulder the weight of the task at hand. Do we see ourselves in this story? Can we see ourselves in this boat? I believe that Jesus is calling us, all of us. He's calling us in so many ways to follow him. For some of us, it's by stepping out in faith for the first time and stepping forward to claim Jesus as our Lord. It's what these confirmands did at 930, what they're doing today by making their faith their own. For some of us, it's stepping out in faith to do something difficult, something outside ourselves, to serve others, to go where God needs us. For some of us, it's stepping out in faith to continue to let out our nets, to continue to go a little deeper as a disciple or as a leader. And for some of us, it's stepping out in faith to follow Jesus' call, even when we're exhausted or discouraged. What strikes me most about this calling about this scripture, about this art, is the vibrancy and the urgency and, dare I say, excitement of Jesus' call to us, not just Simon and the fishermen, but us here and now. Jesus is saying, let out your nets. Follow me. He's saying, go fish for people now. Even if you're tired, even if you're wind-worn, even if you smell like you've been on a lake, Whether you are totally prepared or you're not that prepared at all. Whether you're a middle schooler or if you're you're way more grown up than that. Jesus calls us to put out into deep water, to go a little deeper, to let out our nets, to go for it. Don't give up so easily. We're all in the boat together. You're not letting your net out alone. You can do it. Thanks be to God. Amen.